0: Tonight, Superpower Showdown. Dueling presidential speeches over Russia's war in Ukraine. Joe Biden's rallying cry in Warsaw. NATO will not be divided and we will not tire. As Vladimir Putin tries to up the nuclear ante. Winter's Wrath. From whiteouts to spinouts. I
1: probably slid a good 40 feet.
0: The frigid forecast and the warnings covering most of Canada. It's really a very active pattern. Plus, the push for a four day work week.
2: It's a fantastic idea. You need to recharge, everybody's burned out.
0: An extra day off, the results of the biggest test run in the world.
3: CTV National News with Omar Sachedina.
0: Good evening, everyone. The leaders of two long-standing global rivals offered sharply different visions of the future today, just days before the one-year anniversary of the war in Ukraine. Speaking to thousands in Warsaw, U.S. President Joe Biden praised Western resolve and world democracies for standing up for freedom. And in Moscow, in a speech of his own, Vladimir Putin, addressing the Russian parliament, suspended a key nuclear arms control treaty with the U.S. and blamed the West for starting the war. And Putin's dangerous display of defiance is where we begin tonight with CTV's chief international correspondent, Paul Workman.
3: Consider the timing of Vladimir Putin's state-of-the-nation address, almost a year to the day since he triggered the invasion of Ukraine, still taunting his enemies with a fierce and familiar lie. I want to repeat, he said, they started the war in Ukraine, and we are using force to stop it. Rousing his audience to applaud 53 times. Blaming, condemning, and turning his back on the only nuclear weapons treaty still intact with America. Announcing suspension of the treaty, but careful to say it was not a full withdrawal. In turn, provoking a terse reaction from the head of NATO. More nuclear weapons and. uh, uh, Less arms control makes the world more dangerous. In Kyiv, where destroyed Russian armor has become an almost permanent street display, Putin no longer incites fear the way he did a year ago.
4: First of all, it was terrified, actually. It was... He um, didn't know what to do.
3: With Russian troops on the outskirts, Vadik Lazarev closed his cafe and fled. And like many others, came back feeling stronger. So when Putin talks now, you're not afraid of him at all?
4: No, no. Totally.
3: Not so far away, in Moscow, Putin delivered a nearly two-hour speech marked by grievance, animosity, ridicule, and a vow that Russia will never be defeated as that one-year anniversary approaches ukraine has ordered schools to hold classes remotely worried that russia will launch
0: yet another punishing barrage of missile strikes omar all right paul thanks and just hours after putin delivered that state of the nation address joe biden spoke in warsaw ctv's vanessa lee reports from the polish capital tonight
5: outside of the royal castle in warsaw in front of tens of thousands U.S. President Joe Biden promised to defend democracy.
3: Ukraine will never be a victory for Russia, never.
5: With the war about to enter its second year, this was a moment for Biden to solidify NATO support for Ukraine.
6: Well, I just come from a visit to Kiev, and I can report: Kiev stands strong. Kiev stands proud. It stands tall, and most important, it stands free.
5: Polish President Andrzej Duda thanked Biden for what he called an extraordinary
7: gesture.
5: Saying his visit has boosted morale and shows Ukraine the free world has not forgotten them. Poland has been a strong supporter of its neighbor, hosting more refugees than any other country spending billions to provide housing and health care in addition to military aid. In an interview with CTV News, Poland's Deputy Foreign Minister Paweł Jaboenski says they are ready to send fighter jets.
6: Uh, we want to, to, to talk about uh, uh, all the equipment uh, that, that, is, that, is, that is being sent together with other NATO allies, together with all that are willing to support it, the same as we did with, ta- with tanks.
5: Yabouensky says Russia must be defeated. And it's not just Ukraine's independence that's at stake.
6: Ukraine defends itself, but it also defends other countries. That is why we need to support it, because otherwise we are next.
5: Tomorrow, President Biden will meet with a group of NATO allies from Eastern Europe, including Poland, to reaffirm support for Ukraine, but also for their own security. Omar.
0: Vanessa Lee in Warsaw tonight. Vanessa, thank you. Rescuers in Turkey who haven't had a break from the first quake a little more than two weeks ago are continuing their painstaking work after a second one yesterday. Survivors wept as a body was recovered near a partially collapsed building in southern Turkey. In all, at least six people were killed and hundreds injured in the 6.4 quake. This Vancouver teacher was there as the ground shook.
8: I heard a lot of screaming, a lot of panic, there was a lot of anxiety attacks among people and children were crying.
0: She took this video. She arrived in Turkey just two days ago after losing six family members in the initial quake and is now helping survivors. More than 46,000 people died in Turkey and Syria. The U.S. Environmental Protection Agency is ordering the railway company responsible for a train derailment carrying toxic chemicals in East Palestine, Ohio, 18 days ago to pay for the cleanup cost. Norfolk Southern will be held accountable. If the company doesn't comply, the EPA insists it will have to pay triple the cost of the cleanup. Norfolk Southern is already facing several lawsuits from residents who say they are experiencing health issues after the derailment don't feel good, can't breathe, uh, heads ringing. Yeah,
2: <laughs>
0: this moment with the EPA chief and governor of Ohio sure drinking water that? from the tap marks the most recent effort to reassure locals their water is safe. After months of interest rate hikes by the Bank of Canada, signs today inflation is easing. It was 5.9% last month, down from 6.3% the month before. But despite that break on the cost of living, CTV's Atlantic Bureau Chief Creason Adjkutay explains why Canadians aren't feeling it at the supermarket.
7: A trip through the grocery store is hard on the wallet these days. Just ask this Ottawa shopper who just spent $170.
4: No meats, no big products... It's just basic to get me through the next week. The flour has gone up,
0: the eggs has gone up.
7: Grocery prices went up in January to 11.4% from the year before.
0: For the first time in three years, uh, Canada's food inflation rate is now higher than than in the U.S.
7: Meat is 7.3% more expensive now, dairy 12.4, vegetables 14.7, and baked goods rising the most at 15.5%.
6: We've seen very high increases year to year uh, on the grocery store side, and we're also starting to see it now on the, uh, you know, on, the, on the food and restaurant side.
7: War in Ukraine, the cost of fuel, supply chain issues, and climate change are all being blamed for the increased prices.
0: If you're doing the same thing you were doing last year to grocery shop, you're likely spending too much money, so you have to be a little bit more careful.
7: And for those living on a fixed income it's a real struggle.
5: I'm a diabetic so I have to try to eat healthy and it's, it's hard on the budget. I'm, I'm you know, just on my pension so you know, it's a little rough.
7: And at this food bank, clients have doubled to 200 people a day because they can't afford groceries. We're trying our best, I'd like to see it come down but right now I, don't, I can't see it. At a time when Canadians are already paying for the high cost of living, experts say that these high grocery prices are here to stay and shoppers won't see any relief until March or even April. Omar.
0: All right, Greason, thank you. The chief of a Vancouver Island First Nation says ground-penetrating radar has detected 17 suspected grave sites at the site of the former Alberni Residential School. It's the latest in a series of tragic discoveries at more than 20 former residential school sites. And SCTV's Ben Milger reports the Seishot First Nation believes dozens of children died at Alberni. The Seishot
4: First Nation began with a powerful ceremony to honor ancestors, children who didn't make it home from residential schools, and the survivors who protected their culture in the face of horrific abuses.
1: Even when they were allowed to speak their language or they weren't allowed to sing or dance, They carried it on and that's why we can get up in front of all of you and do what we did here today.
4: Between the 1890s and the 1960s, thousands of students from First Nations communities around B.C. were forced to attend the Alberni Indian Residential School, matching historical records with first-hand survivor accounts. The Seychot First Nation says it has confirmed at least 67 students died.
3: Different accounts of accidents, and I say that in quotations because the historical record may be referred to something as an accident but the account that survivors gave was intentional harm by staff
4: the team also used ground penetrating radar and drone photography to identify 17 potential unmarked grave sites this was just phase one of this search and only covered a small portion of the 100 hectares this feels like
1: the heaviest time that we've had to go through as people as indigenous people in canada where it feels like the weight of the world is on our shoulders knowing that some of our children never made it home.
4: The Seishat First Nation carried 67 teddy bears into the announcement, one for every deceased child, and it hopes to identify each one of them. That's our
1: commitment as Seishat, to bring these bears and return one to each one of those families that we have that information for.
4: There are a number of different First Nations involved in this work, and each one has its own protocols around death. So conversations about possible excavations or exhuming potential grave sites are very delicate
0: and that work may never happen. Omar? Such difficult days ahead. CTV's Ben Milger in Vancouver. And a reminder, there's a 24-hour crisis line for residential school survivors and their families. That number is 1-866-925-4419. Canada's opposition leader is echoing calls from the premier of Quebec to shut down the flow of asylum seekers through an irregular border crossing south of Montreal.
4: We need to close Roxham Road and more quickly process refugee and other claims so that people can come into the country lawfully.
0: Pierre Paliyev is calling on the prime minister to come up with a plan to close the crossing within 30 days. MPs looking into whether foreign interference played a role in Canada's 2021 federal election have expanded their study.
3: If established, what this amounts to is an all-out assault on Canadian democracy by the Chinese communist regime.
0: A parliamentary committee is extending the investigation indefinitely. It comes in response to a report in the Globe and Mail that China worked to defeat conservative politicians considered unfriendly to Beijing, helping to ensure a liberal minority government. A massive storm in the U.S. is being tracked across 38 states tonight, affecting millions of Americans. Heavy rain, blizzard conditions, wind and ice have made their way from California across the Midwest and up into the Northeast. That severe weather is also pushing into Canada, with the prairies, northern Ontario and Quebec bracing for a bout of extreme cold. CTV's Alberta bureau chief Bill Fortier reports on the cross-country winter lashing.
1: With dense heavy snow blanketing southern Alberta overnight, the morning commute in Calgary was ugly. Yeah people are kind of all over the road just naturally as you can't see you know where the lanes and, and things are. City buses and many other vehicles couldn't make it up this hill. And this driver hit a snowbank while exiting off a freeway. Yeah, it's too deep, so I try one hour to get out. The fresh snow will usher in extreme cold temperatures over the coming days in Alberta, across the prairies, northern Ontario and Quebec. With highs in the mid-minus 20s, the weather can be dangerous, especially for people living on the streets. In
5: the cold, um, hypothermia amputations, frostbite, like these are all very real concerns.
1: And Southern Ontario is also getting a taste of winter's wrath. Whiteout conditions hit this highway near Ottawa today ahead of larger storms in the coming days. And This does look like it's going to be a fairly extensive event. Environment Canada says the extreme weather is a result of two weather systems, an Alberta clipper and a Colorado low moving east, both fueled by a powerful polar vortex blowing cold air down from the north. So it's really a very active pattern, but it's largely associated with how significant and how intense the uh, Arctic vortex is at this point in time. On the upside, the extreme cold here should be short-lived, with
0: temperatures returning to near zero in Edmonton and Calgary by the weekend. Omar. And if you need some more hope, spring now less than a month away. Bill, thank you. Time for a short break. But when we come back, a frustrating fight path.
9: They told me this is for your own security. And I said, like, I'm not a criminal.
0: From an emergency landing to landing in detention. Plus, it's been quite nice to have that extra day. You see your friends and family. The long game for a shorter work week. What should have been a routine flight to Canada from Mexico was anything but for one passenger who found himself locked in a room overnight in Florida because of a paperwork issue. CTV's Heather Butts has the story.
8: Moments of panic as oxygen masks dropped on this Flair Airlines flight from Cancun, Mexico to Toronto, forcing an emergency landing in Fort Lauderdale, Florida.
9: I usually don't clap when the plane lands because I don't like to do that. But this was the first time that I did
8: but Luisa Alabarda would have little to celebrate in the hours ahead, while others sailed through customs or received temporary visas until another plane could take them to Canada. For the 25-year-old student, that was not the case.
9: And I tried to explain, I'm like, I didn't try to come to the U.S.
8: Alabarda, who is Mexican, had applied to visit the states more than a year ago, but was rejected, he says, because of an issue with documentation.
9: They told me, like, you're already being denied for a visa application, so you're not allowed.
8: He says he and four other men were searched and placed in a locked room. They were kept overnight and returned to the airport in a prisoner transport van.
9: They said, "Okay, you're not under arrest, but you are detained.
8: U.S. Customs and Border Protection says officers make these determinations on a case-by-case basis.
9: This is something that Canada does
6: routinely to foreign visitors. When they first come to Canada, there's an issue with their paperwork.
8: Flair Airlines says it did its best to get all passengers processed quickly. However, for Alabarda, who has a heart condition, he was disappointed with the airline.
9: If we don't do things right, we are not allowed to go to the U.S. and I respect that. But what about the medical assistance? What about the food? What about somebody to tell me, hey, you need to make a call?
8: Luis Alabarda says the airline has offered him an apology, a refund, and two tickets anywhere they fly but he says he's not interested in flying with them. Heather Butts, CTV News, Toronto.
0: Still ahead, self-defense or murder? He definitely has a right to defend himself, and that's going to be his defense, obviously. A home invasion puts Canadian criminal law in the spotlight. Many questions tonight about a home invasion west of Toronto. What started out as an attempted robbery led to an occupant of the home being charged with murder. As CTV's Heather Wright reports, many are wondering about the right to protect yourself in your own home.
2: At around 5 a.m. on Sunday, shots were fired inside this home in Milton, Ontario. Police say the victim was part of a group trying to rob the home and was killed by the man who lives here.
9: It's still tragic, you know, both sides. Life is precious.
2: The resident, 22-year-old Ali Mian, who lives here with his mother, has been charged with second-degree murder.
4: He definitely has a right to defend himself, and that's going to be his defense, obviously, his uh, self-defense, right? Armed intruders in his home, home invasion, and uh, defending himself and his mother. So uh, we'll see what happens.
2: One man has been charged with breaking and entering in unauthorized possession of a firearm, while three suspects fled in a light-colored Dodge Charger. Forensic investigators have been at the house trying to piece together the sequence
7: of events. It sounds like a knee-jerk reaction.
2: Edward Berlew is a lawyer and says he's surprised to see a murder charge laid so quickly.
7: You can meet force with force. And when, pe- when somebody's coming at you with deadly force, you can meet them with deadly force.
2: Under section 34 of the criminal code, a person is not guilty of an offense if the act is committed for the purpose of defending or protecting themselves or the other person, and that the act is reasonable in the circumstances. Meehan's lawyer says his client is a registered gun owner and claims he only fired one shot at the intruder. Police say multiple shots were fired and are appealing to witnesses. To- to come forward at the right CTV news Toronto
0: after the break the powerful incentive in a battle for talent my last company I worked for we did have like four and a half day weeks and honestly productivity was up what the world's largest trial run of a four-day work week revealed Catchy terms like quiet quitting and the great resignation have trended on social media to reflect high levels of employee burnout exacerbated by the global pandemic in a tight labor market. A possible solution has been shorter work weeks. CTV's John Vendivali-Rao on why dozens of UK companies are embracing a four-day work week after the world's largest pilot program.
6: The test took place in the U.K. and involved 61 companies, ranging from a robotics firm to one involved in finance, all switching for half a year to a four-day work week, including the London-based Royal Society of Biology,
4: where employees loved it. Weekends can be quite hectic, the two-day weekend, uh, so it's been quite nice to have that extra day.
6: The workers, on average, saw their time on the job decline to 34 hours a week, but their pay was kept the same. And the pilot project's final report declaring it a rousing success, with a majority of companies finding business performance and productivity were maintained. While 39% of workers reported being less stressed, 71% said they suffered less burnout, and sick days declined 65%.
1: We were starting off sick around about the you know, five, um, four to five days perhaps per person per year. Um, on average, it's down to less than two at the moment.
6: The workers also reported their levels of fatigue, anxiety, and sleep issues all declined. While revenue, on average, increased. So how's that possible? We turn to Joe O'Connor. Based in Toronto, he recently co-founded the Work Time Reduction Center of Excellence.
1: First of all, they got more efficient. They streamlined their processes, their operations. They eliminated meetings, distractions, and other time-wasting or non-value-adding
7: activities from their work weeks.
6: He also says workers tend to be highly motivated and focused to hit targets to keep their shortened weeks, with more than 90% of the companies in the trial continuing with it for now and 30% making the change permanent. My last company I worked for, we did have like four and a half day weeks and honestly product- productivity was up and a lot of people I felt like more happier. With a four-day work week no longer a fringe idea. John Venevalli Rous, CTV News,
0: Toronto. And that is a snapshot of this Tuesday for all of us at CTV National News. Thanks for watching and good night.
3: Five crucial questions to expose the truth. Who's at risk? What needs to change? When will justice be done?
2: There was actually a plot to kill you.
3: Where's the proof? Why did this happen? Watch W5 Saturdays at 7 on CTV.